Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. No, Brafini, it's legal conversations first, but it's okay. You've been on leave. You relax, you relax. Hey, Timus, time for our legal conversation. We're talking um, mediation or litigation. What is the question? That's what will determine what you should be going for in a work dispute. Let's welcome our A-team guest, Gabriella Cable, who's no stranger to the A-team. Uh, she's a senior candidate uh, attorney at Skuman Law Incorporated. Gabriella, a warm uh, evening to you. Thanks so much, Patricia. Lovely joining you this evening. So, you know when we work, right, <laughs> there's always going to be a problem. Any relationship has its own problems and uh, flaws and what have you not. But in the work scenario, it's usually one that we go in with our hearts before we use our minds, and especially for the employee, um, because the employee wants to protect their source of income. So what situation will, you know, warrant for mediation? Well, gosh, there's so many different situations that could arise. I mean, in, in dealing with this on a daily basis, you see so many different things from simply just disputing a, a salary or maybe a sick leave day, you know, um, all the way down to you have your sexual harassments or any grievances that, that may be laid in, in your workplace. So there's so many different things and it just ranges completely, but all of these are things that may push the employee to obviously, you know, commence some sort of process against the employer just to obviously sort out these issues. So with these situations, I mean, maybe let's let's paint a scenario. I, here I am, I've uh, been sexually harassed at work. Who will request for the mediation? So this would either be your HR person, but you as the um, employee, you also have that right and you are entitled to request that. So generally in, in the workplace environment, right, you often have your HR personnel who would almost facilitate that discussion uh, between whoever it is that you've laid that grievance against for sexual harassment. Um, but if you are still unsatisfied with the outcomes, then you can obviously take it further in terms of the, the company internal procedures. You could appeal this. You could have an external mediator that could come into play. But you can also refer to the CCMA. And the CCMA also gives um, you the opportunity to have this mediated. Does this then mean that I, as the employee, cannot uh, choose uh, the mediator or I can't have a say in who mediates? No, no. So the, the point of mediation, and that's the beauty of it as well, is that it's a neutral third party. So you are both obviously entitled to have your, your say in terms of who is appointed. And most often you both need to agree to the individual that is going to be appointed to it. It's Unlike your disciplinary processes where often it's just the employer that's appointing the chairperson, if it is an external chairperson, with mediation proceedings, it's imperative that it's a neutral third party that both parties agree to um, that will essentially then facilitate the discussions. Talk us through what this procedure is supposed to be like. Like, you know, I personally haven't been in a disciplinary hearing. Touch wood, it will never, ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but what does it look like for someone who's never been in it? Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm being uh, skewed on the side of the employee because that's the underdog. And you know how we always root for the underdog most of the time. Yeah, no, definitely. So disciplinary proceedings is very different from mediation. Right? With disciplinary, it's similar to your, your arbitrations or your litigations where you are both sides are essentially putting forward their evidence and, you know, disputes that are obviously an issue at the moment. It's You lead your argument, you give your opening statement, you give your evidence, and then obviously the other side has the opportunity to do the same. But where this uh, contrasts to the mediation process is that the purpose of mediation is to problem solve. So instead of having both parties essentially putting forward their cases, putting forward their evidence and whatever statements they need to be making, the mediator will iron out the issues and come to some sort of resolution between the two. Obviously, that's the hope um, and the outcome of the mediation proceedings, right? But it's essentially to problem solve. So even if that means you are separating the parties at some point. So, you know, okay, I've discussed it with the employer now. Can you please um, wait outside and let's have a discussion? You know, so it's it's really almost like, you know, that psychologist when you're sitting there and you're trying to, you know, couples counseling. You know, that's why mediation is um, so useful as well in divorce proceedings. But, yeah, so it's definitely very different to your disciplinary um, disciplinary also is like a fixed outcome, whereas with your mediation, obviously the outcome is something that both of you have agreed upon. So that's that's essentially the beauty of mediation. Mm, okay, so mediation seems like one that can um, be easier for someone like myself, who's extremely vocal. Hey, teamers, I'm going to invite you in on this conversation. Have you ever been in a position where, at work, you had to uh, figure out whether you need litigate to litigate, or you can go straight to mediation? Do you have questions about these procedures, or perhaps you're a person who's in HR, or you know, and you just want to know if the procedure that you followed is the correct one for the scenario or situation that you face, please do interact with us. Call in, ask your questions, 011-714-2006, or you can uh, WhatsApp us on 614 SMSs go to 41391. Ignite Conversations with Patricia Dooley, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Legal Conversations. Yeah, you got that one right. It is legal conversations. <laughs> Brafini, I'm just pulling the mickey here. Um, we are talking to Gabriella Cable, who is Senior Candidate Attorney at Schumann Law Incorporated. We're talking about uh, workplace disputes, when to mediate, when to litigate. And uh, I'd like you to join in on the conversation, 011 or 0614 That's for what? apps and SMSs are going straight to 41391. Gabriella, now let's uh, move straight to litigation. What would warrant litigation and who would say this particular case requires litigation? Well, any any dispute essentially you can litigate right, if you've got good grounds for it. And again, you know, just who can say it can be litigated? That's entirely up to you as the individual, obviously getting advice from your, your legal representatives as well. Um, there's many cases. I mean, you've got sexual harassment claims that are litigated. 
you've got your your claims for salaries and that that go through as well. So you know it's it's all dependent on the merits of the case and whether or not you have any grounds to actually pursue it in the court. Um, but you know even if you do have the grounds, the court the court might even suggest that you halt proceedings and you proceed with with mediation in any event. Um, but it's definitely best to obviously just seek some guidance in terms of your specific matter and to see whether or not it warrants litigating if there are any prospects of success. Um, now, you know, when we go litigation route, will that not spoil the um, employee-employer relationship because now we need to go into court? Definitely. It definitely does. And, you know, even here, and because we're speaking about employment right in the workplace i'm going to refer to the ccma as well and while it's not litigation um a move to to having a dispute referred to the ccma in itself is almost similar to litigation in the eyes of the employer right because if you're going through drum conciliation and you eventually reach arbitration stage you know those awards and that that are published it's it's out there um and you don't want that to be the case so often you'll find that, I mean, if you have a dispute over a salary discrepancy, for example, and as an employee, you don't really think you have any other recourse other than proceeding to the CCMA or proceeding to court, right? And you get to that point, and you know what ends up happening is your employer is like, why didn't you just speak to me beforehand? And this isn't, this isn't all the time, don't get me wrong. But there are many instances where these discussions are had and that's when, you know, you end up settling before you even enter the room. Um, but, you know, that's why it's just there's, there's so many different factors that come into play because it then, dependent on the outcome, affects, unfortunately, and the harsh reality is, is that it, it affects your work relationship. And that's why, you know, mediation is always the suggested route, especially for a relationship like that where it's it's a continued relationship. You know, it's not like you've cut ties and you don't need to see each other. You, you're still in that relationship. So try your best to take a process that's going to, you know, get the desired outcome for both parties, but to keep that relationship intact. Now... <laughs> If I want to keep the relationship intact, but the the nature of my um, dispute is of such a a nature that, you know, it's difficult for me to go for mediation. Maybe I've tried everything. I've tried HR. No one is giving me an ear. Um, And I decide to go for litigation. Are there ways to make sure that this process is one that will still, you know, um, make sure that we we sit down and uh, the court deals with the issue, but Afterwards, the relationship is, 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 is not marred that badly. That's a difficult one to say. You know, you're dealing with humans here and emotions and that. So even though, you know, the outcome may not have been as drastic, for example, um, the mere fact that you maybe went through this processes or there were things that come up, it, it's just it's difficult to say whether or not you're going to be able to ensure that relationship is intact. One of your best options um, is referring it to the CCMA. The CCMA have amazing commissioners there who facilitate it. So even though you've essentially left the mediation phase and you're in arbitration proceedings, you know, they they handle it in such a manner that almost, you know, it, it gives you hope that that relationship may still be intact after those proceedings. 
Now, the cost, I mean, how expensive could it be if I needed to seek, um, uh, you know, legal advice or a, a legal hand to hold me so that the, this process of litigation is one that is amicable, uh, well, or at least that I win my case? So with, with mediation, right, you can, the costs with mediators are generally shared. Um, between both parties. If you have your own legal representation, which you are entitled to in mediation proceedings, then that would obviously be at your own cost. It differs from firm to firm. It's also based on your affordability, who you have represent you. But also it depends on what industry you're in. You may even have your trade unions that would represent you. Um, so it's just it's dependent on your own circumstances as well. With litigation, you're looking at significant costs. Um, just the the very nature of it by going to court as well. And that is another reason why many people will suggest a mediation as it's really cost-effective as opposed to opting for litigation. Dependent on what your claim is and the jurisdiction of the court, you're looking anywhere in excess of about, um, I know magistrate's court, you could be 30 to 50,000 and, you know, just up if you're going in the high court as well. CCMA might be different. They also are allowed to have your, your trade union representatives there with you. Um, if you do have attorneys as well, it's just dependent on their rates and, and your affordability there as well. Well, it's all clear. Um, and I think anyone who might be facing such um, right now will obviously uh, be thinking to themselves, how can I get hold of Gabriella at uh, uh, Schumann Law Incorporated because I need legal assistance. <laughs> so how do they get in touch with you? Well, there's many different options. Um, we've got our Instagram, we've got Facebook, all at Schumann Law Inc. Um, and then also you are able to get an old, get hold of us on our telephone line at 021-425-5604. Or you can pop us an email at inquiries at skumanlaw.co.za. And all of this information is also available on our website and on our Facebook page as well. So you can give us a follow and a like. <laughs> That's awesome. Definitely we will do that uh, when we need the assistance. Um, but before I let you go, I've just received an SM, a WhatsApp um, from... Um, anonymous in Hermanus in Cape Town who says, good evening Pat and your guest. My question is, I got fired last year, end of August because I refused to do general job tasks as I was a truck driver. My supervisor slash transport manager told me to get out of uh, the truck and uh, perform a general job and put someone on the same truck. So um, is it possible for him to do that to me? Remember, there is no union here. Uh, one mistake, you are out of the gate. C- can you answer that? Is it possible for someone to, to just, you know, I know I'm, I'm employed to be a broadcaster, so I need to be on air. And then all of a sudden, my immediate supervisor says, no, Patricia, today your job will be uh, to, to uh, sweep the floors of the studio and someone else will be in my place. Can they do that? Or is this something that might need mediation or litigation? Mind you, this um, anonymous says, at their job place, there is no union and mm. one mistake, you're out of the gate. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a tricky one because obviously you don't want to say no, right? But in assessing the situation, you're looking at, is it just something additional that they're asking me to do or is it something completely separate? So in this instance, if he's been asked to, for example, sweep the floors 
and someone else is then taking his position and he's now being left with, with nothing else to do, you can refer that to the CCMA. Um, you are able to get that done for unfair labor practice, right? But if you've been dismissed, it's an unfair dismissal. But you've got to make sure that you refer that within a certain time period. So obviously just also have a look at your contract, what your contract is, what it says under your job descriptions, all of that. But then, again, case by case. So if there's someone else that's replacing you, you know, then that's obviously an unfair labor practice taking place there. Let's quickly go to the lines. D4 is on the line. Uh, good evening, AT D4. Thank you very much, ma'am. How are you? I'm uh, strong. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Excellent. Your uh, question, D4. I just want to ask uh, your guest there about... Uh, I lost my job on March. Uh, what happened is that uh, my boss took me to the hearing because of, uh, for me, taking uh, family responsibility. So he said, he fired me for taking responsibility, I mean, family responsibility. So on hearing uh, my boss, uh, what he did, he, he include some uh, charges like uh, those charges were five months back, so he included those charges on my hearing. At the end of the day, uh, he dismissed me. Sure, um, uh-huh. Gabriella, can you please weigh in? What was this supposed to be done? So, I, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's it's, it's a terrible one when they add on the charges. In terms of the, let me me just first deal with the family responsibility leave. In terms of that, um, I'm not sure what your situation was, but you know, you obviously are entitled to to family responsibility leave. I think at the moment it's about three days that you are um, able to get you entitled to in terms of the law. So just dependent on what the circumstance was that gave rise to the family responsibility leave, they may have then said, well, that doesn't actually classify as right and then they may have proceeded to the hearing. Um, that's obviously, you know, dependent on what it is that you took the leave for. In dealing with the other charges, that's definitely something that should have been dealt with. You know, it's almost like you, you're stacking everything up to essentially just make the charges um, so so serious that, you know, there's no other option other than to let you go. And that's definitely something that should have been dealt with as well. I know your time period at the moment is a bit um, it's out of out of time in terms of referring the matter, but that's definitely something that you may want to get some guidance on, just in terms of the procedure that they that they followed when dealing with that dismissal and disciplinary hearing. So, does Tifo still have uh, you know the opportunity to go to a CCMA or to come to a, a legal law firm like yourselves to get assistance? There is the option, but in so in. In terms of dismissals, right, you have about 30 days from date of dismissal in order to refer to the CCMA. And that's why it's so important that if these types of things do happen to you, the listeners, you know, you get advice immediately. Don't let it simmer until it's too late. 
Um, the CCMA do have options for condemnation applications. So even if you refer it outside of the time frame, you, with the guidance of a representative or a CCMA um, personnel who may assist you, you know, in terms of what you need to set out in, in the documents, you could do a condemnation application just asking them to essentially waive that uh, notice or, or the period in which it needed to be referred to and have them actually adjudicate the matter. It's very important that as soon as these things happen and you do feel that you've been prejudiced in any way, that you immediately get some guidance on it for this very reason. Unfortunately, with these labor matters, you know, and with the CCMA, they have these tight deadlines. So even with unfair labor practices, you know, you've also got um, about 90 days. So it's, it's very, yeah, it's a very tight period in which you are able to refer it. However, you know, if you do feel like you have really strong grounds, then I suggest you go and seek some assistance um, just to see if there's any way that that condemnation application would assist you. Okay. So I don't know if is it possible if I can take your number phone. Yeah, Defoe, listen on the radio and uh, Gabriella will give us her numbers at uh, Screaman Law Incorporated, okay? Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank Gabriella, you. let's uh, round up. I see more questions are coming in, but unfortunately, we don't have enough time. Uh, but clearly, these uh, issues with uh, employer-employee disputes are, are, are quite messy. So perhaps mm-hmm. we can explore this uh, further. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, definitely book a time to explore it again. Give us uh, the contact details once more, please. No problem. It's You can contact us on 21 Four two five five six zero four, or give us a follow on our Facebook page. That's Skuman Law Inc. Or you can pop us an email at inquiries at skumanlaw.co.za, and we'll be in touch with you. Absolutely excellent. Thank you very much, Gabriella. Perfect. Thanks so much, Patricia.